episode 268 of PZ's podcast, and um, it's a kind of reflection on the times of your life, the times of our lives, and uh, it is occasioned by the remarkable institution service last evening of the Reverend Stuart Shelby as the rector of All Saints Episcopal Church, Winter Park, Florida, in which... Sarah Condon, the Reverend Sarah Condon of uh, Houston, Texas, also preached, uh, giving a sermon that combined um, massively warranted wisdom about both being a priest's wife, to use her expression, and a preacher of the gospel, gleichzeitig, while um, bringing the uh, word, uh, the warrant, to the vestry wardens and congregation of all saints and to Stu and Chrissy and their family as being that which is anchored in Christ's love for sinners. Uh, And um, she preached the gospel, Sarah did, and she uh, brought it to a head in a quotation from Stephen Higginson Ting, the uh, famous rector of where Jacobus Smith is now the rector of St. George's on Stuyvesant Square in New York City. Now, that's a lot to just let you know that this is about seasons. And the um, I, it's a word that I have never liked because I've heard it so much. It's like the word conversation, which hides uh, another uh, meaning. Uh, the word conversation is usually not meant to really be a two-sided conversation. Similarly, the word season is almost uh, struck me as a, it was very au courant a few years ago, and I heard bishops and uh, people in the church speak about the season. The church has a season this season. And it almost always seemed to me to fit some kind of preset idea, usually ideological, of what the church should or should not be. But uh, it's very striking that the word season um, makes uh, an appearance in this podcast because um, in addition to being um, almost mauled, and that in the best possible sense, absolutely uh, undone and um, powerfully um, hit between the eyes by Stu's extraordinary presence at All Saints and Sarah's extraordinarily apt and piercing sermon, the uh, question of what in the world am I doing? <laughs> what does someone do when they're no longer being instituted as rector because of the passage of time, among other things? But let's let's call it the passage of time. You can't be instituted as rector of a parish that is forward-looking when you're in your mid-60s. That's just not going to happen. It shouldn't happen. It's not meant to happen. It's out of order, out of, of a time, out of season. And uh, that's for Stu, and that's for Chrissy, and that's for Josh Condon, and that's for Sarah Condon, and that's for David Zoll and John all and Simeon's all and all the many others and Aaron Zimmerman and Ethan Magnus and um, Steph Johnson and don't worry if I didn't call your name because I there's so many 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 people we know in the church uh, who uh, are under tremendous pressures um, finding their season of service and ministry of Almighty God uh, at such a time as this as the Pentecostals never uh, tire of saying and look at uh, look at the the woman that I uh, listened to on Sunday nights and I'm so profoundly um, admiring of that's uh, Paula White Kane. Uh, her she's fifty two. She's in the height of her season of lively service. Um, I, on the other hand, uh, have to struggle and have to learn what it is. And yet, I see uh, in um, two pieces of music, and then a brief little word about my own sense of season, which I hope speaks to you. Whether you're in the season of utter and absolute 
starshine. Good morning, starshine. Um, whether you're in the absolute moment of, uh, of uh, expression and embodiment uh, with all its minefields as well and its potential hazards and terrible traps, but nevertheless, its potential for um, absolutely concrete and total engagement with uh, God's world for the sake of God's word, and you are there, or whether you're someone more in the limelight, I know I should say off out of the limelight, whether you're in the twilight, whether you're in the on the margins, still looking back, you're still the same person, and yet asking God, what in the world am I? This retired person, this uh, fallow person, this injured person, this... Uh, held up person. What is he or she supposed to be doing? This is a word also for you. And uh, it was catalyzed, believe it or not, the whole podcast originated, and it's not a long one, but it was originated in um, listening to the new single by Los Straitjackets, which I'll play one of these days in a podcast entitled Love Starvation. It's a single that's been released from an album soon to be released by Nick Lowe and Los Straitjackets, but this time operating not so much as a backup band to Nick Lowe, but as a kind of together oh, 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 a, a duo of two mighty um, ancient and yet eternally sprung living well uh, artists, Lick Lowe on the one hand and the group known as Low Straight Jackets and they've produced uh, some new music now these are not young people, Nick Lowe was once known as the Jesus of Cool but he's not that now. I mean, he is really. But if you look at him, he looks like, you know, my father on a bad day and much more like me on a good day. That's what he really looks like. And the straight jackets are great because they have these um, Mexican wrestling masks over their faces. But I happen to know that uh, Eddie Angel and some of the others are, these are not young men. These are men who are um, in middle age and yet are producing new things. What's so powerful about their work is a lot of older rock artists, I can name them, sort of continue touring ad nauseum and you almost feel, are they doing it for the money? Do they need it? Or they have debts to pay? Or is it because they just don't know of anything else to do and they'd shrivel up and die and have a stroke and Vero if they didn't do it? What is causing it? And often when there's not much new material, and sometimes there is, uh, Burton Cummings and Justin Hayward both have wonderful new material. But it, um, it, what is going on? You, you're so excited and encouraged when you see someone who is Nick Lowe's age actually producing something new. It's in continuity with Nick Lowe's. Love Starvation is a song that is utterly in keeping with the song I just played you, I Live on a Battlefield, which is um, a Low Stretch Jackets instrumentalization of a late Nick Lowe song, I Live on a Battlefield, which is one of the great songs, I Live on a Battlefield, about emotions and relationships. And um, they did that late in the day, and now Nick and the Eddie Angel and crew have come forward with Love Starvation. The lyrics, look them up. It's just been released. Look up the lyrics, and I'll play the song for you when I have it in a proper form. Um, and I want to play another one with it. But um, look up what he's saying. His his words are for someone who's 18 or they're for someone who's 78. Uh, uh, and yet there's nothing, uh, they're not trying too hard. The guitar solos, the two of them are extremely, what's the German word, thick, concentrated, dense, and yet extremely powerful. And then, Lord knows, I don't know if any of you have taken the time or had a chance to see the videos of or heard the tracks of um, Steve Perry's recent uh, release, uh, the CD LP, which I think is called Traces. It was just released a few months ago, and we're going to hear No More Crying from Steve Perry. Now, Steve Perry is not playing with Journey as such, and his voice is a little, we might say, shot. It's not what it once was. It's a, it's a different voice, the same person, though, the same feeling, the same emotion, the same overwhelming 
integration of heart and and voice and art and song and lyric and basically and tune and instrumental is a powerful not every song is great on that cd but four at least maybe three at least if not four or five are just monumental and they are completely undated yes the voice is a little different it's not exactly steve perry from open arms um but uh, it is definitely the same guy, and it is the same mood, and it is the same basic feel, and yet it's new. It's neither old and retro and cooked up, constrained and forced and artificial, nor is it bad, nor is it lousy. I remember um, that wonderful singer, Glenda, what was her name? Glenda Collins, I think. Glenda Collins, who was uh, Joe Meek's sort of siren or muse in the uh, mid-60s. And she did a number of songs. She had a great voice. She was she was sort of his the woman he would have married had he wanted to marry uh, her, someone, a woman. And um, she uh, had a voice of absolute power and, and also rubber. I mean, she was extremely versatile and had a beautiful voice. And went, it went all over the scale very successfully. But then about 10 years ago, she tried for a comeback. She's my age and a little, little, little older, but not much. And her, I heard two of the cuts and they were just, they weren't good. She wasn't, she, she wasn't where she was. She'd lost ground rather than deepened what ground she had. And so what you see in, um, in, uh, Low Straight Jackets and Nick Lowe is a really powerful case of artists who are themselves and yet, uh, are in a new season. And Steve Perry is himself, but he's obviously, there's been a, some kind of relationship issue of the deepest and most powerful sort. Every, everything, every song he sings is a, is, a, is a living confirmation of what I've been saying in a number of my podcasts about romantic love as being the bottom line for human existence. I would rather say now connection of the soul with another soul, your soul with another's soul. I don't want to overly... Um, specify that, but I know that it's a soul with a soul and that that is where the essence of human happiness alone ultimately lies. But um, so Steve Perry evokes that and his old self, and yet in the context of a new, quote, season. I think he was actually pushed into it like I sometimes am. There are times when I just, I don't have any great, I have many ideas, but I have no great push to do a podcast. And then David very kindly and lovingly says, Dad, you know, what do you know? Is there anything on your mind? And well, <laughs> there often is. And today there is. Um, I think I think No More Crying, the song I'll play, and some of the others were the result of, uh, of external influences that finally sort of decided him to not be lazy and to write some things down in the new season. And the same as with Low Straight Jackets, who are encouraged by Nick Lowe. Now, I want to end this by talking just a little bit about a kind of odd incident that I had. A friend of mine and I attended um, Paula White's Power Night a few nights ago at... Uh, last week, I should say, at uh, New Destiny Christian Center in Apopka, Florida. Uh, 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 something that, I think the next one is March 24th, maybe, something like that. Go if you possibly can. I mean, I'll be there, I know. Mary and I will both be there. The uh, Power Nights are, are, are sort of, you could almost call them a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but whatever they are, they're very powerful for me. And uh, I went up to just be present in the front and she decided to sort of major in on me I thought I was behind I talked to one of the prayer warriors afterwards and I said I didn't want I was just trying to mediate other people's lives I wasn't trying to be the center of anything and she said well you you God she said to me well Dr. Paul this don't question God I mean what in other words I was suddenly accosted by the by the Delphic Oracle herself uh, who proceeded to tell me a number of things that were uh, under inspiration they were um 
is a word we used to call it automatic language, but that's not the right word. They were under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things she said to me very pointedly, and Mary heard it later, heard it at home on the on the streaming, live stream. She said. Um, this is a different season for you, but it's a one-to-one season. She said, you are, the role you play in life, you, you're, you're needing to overcome rejection, she said. You're needing to overcome a very serious rejection. She's right about that uh, professionally. And then she said, um, but it's, you, you're, ta- you're, like, you're going to be like the um, Samaritan, the woman of Samaria. She said, uh, that is to say, Jesus talked to one woman. He didn't talk to the whole crowd. He didn't preach in the, the village where he stopped to get water. He simply spoke to one woman. And this one woman brought her whole town, her whole village to his feet, to the feet of the Savior. And she said, oh, you, you talk to one person. You talk to one person here, one person there. And I immediately thought of some of the younger clergy whom I admire and whom I know and whom I've been part of their, I guess the word is training, but I don't want to use such an exalted term. I've been part of their formation. And I see them, and I do, in fact, talk one-to-one. I do have the opportunity to support and encourage this person here or that person there uh, sincerely. And there, it's their season to flourish and to be on the firing line as well. Um, but it's, it's our president's season. It's, it, but it's not my season. Um, my, I've been there and I've suffered all that, but I am now in a different season. And the ministry, she was saying to me, involves one-to-one, primarily encouragement of others who are on the firing line. And you can uh, have a uh, decisive ministry. Every bit as decisive as one that you might have had 25 years ago when you are the um, resource of encouragement and hope for those who are on the firing line. And that was a great comfort to me. I was deeply comforted, and Mary felt that too. And so when I um, was with... um, uh, Stu and Chrissy and Sarah uh, and a few others the other night uh, beholding this extraordinary development of uh, Stu and Chrissy's being planted in a very strategic parish in a wonderful place where they can do great work with, with a, quite a considerable gospel and spiritual in the best sense of that word tradition at All Saints Winter Park. I said, oh my gosh, you know, I can perhaps do something. And even in my small way for Paula, who has many encouragements, uh, she's in the firing line. If there ever was a person in the Christian world in the firing line, she is attacked and dismissed and attacked personally and viciously uh, by almost millions of people. And uh, just by my presence, I sometimes I feel, just by my physical presence alone in the middle in the middle section of this church um i can encourage her just by being present and showing that i believe in her ministry and this might be true of you who maybe you're listening to this and you feel little on the sidelines i mean i can think of one person i know who's very much retired and yet who gives strategic support whether it's in material support or emotional support or letters gives material support to others who really need them and uh I mean, to be honest, uh, David Babacow has been extraordinarily, his letters to me and to Mary are uh, really turn the tide at times uh, when we are blue. But I hope I do it for others. I hope this podcast can, could do it for him or could do it for um, my own children or people who are um, in the middle of strong things or people who are somewhat on the kind of margins uh, and uh, wishing but not knowing quite how to prosecute a ministry of love, service, dedication and and real uh, witness. And I tell you that uh, if, uh, if uh, uh, last night is any um, uh, indication, it's possible to do it just by uh, going to be present. I didn't do anything in that service last night, but I felt deeply, deeply proud and profoundly thankful and moved to tears 
by both Stu's affect and his and his family's uh, um, uh, engagement and by Sarah's extraordinarily heartfelt invocation of the deepest of passage in Joshua. I will be with you wherever you go to Joshua and the words of Stephen Higginson King about it never depart from telling people the precious old story of the grace of God in Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this helps you in the season in the sun, whether you're season in the shade as I am, and I'm all right about that, or whether you're in your season uh, in the sun. And now let's listen to our extraordinary uh, um, a picture of a man in the uh, in the, a, a different season, yet doing his, his uh, letting his light shine. Steve Perry, no more crying. Surprise! 